the Great British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFD and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. On this week's show, we will review the latest positive news from the British manufacturing sector and welcome a special guest, Sarah Duff, UK Country Manager for Production Management Software Specialist, MRP Easy. Factory Now members are joining the platform every week, which has been launched to help British manufacturers boost sales, collaborate and reshore. Members include door specialists, Epiflex, and European Springs and Pressens, manufacturers of the largest springs range in the UK. My name is Joe Reynolds, and joining me is my co-host, Stuart Whitehead. Stuart, how are you? Very good, Joe, and uh, how's your holiday? Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is worth pointing out, actually, I'm not in my sample studio this week. I'm in my holiday home lounge, so if you can hear some background noise, that would explain why. But yeah, yeah, I'm in sunny Wales, or not so sunny Wales this week. But yeah, no, it's all good. Are you well? Yeah, very, very good, uh, Joe. And yeah, very jealous of your trip to Wales. So um, yeah, enjoy it. Let's jump straight in with the news. The government's launched a first ever hydrogen strategy. I must admit, I've done a bit of reading on this one, and it's good news in my opinion. No, absolutely. I think you took it on your GB news slot, didn't you, earlier this week? Um, tens of thousands of jobs, billions of pounds of investment, new export opportunities are set to be unlocked through government plans to create a thriving low-carbon hydrogen sector in the UK over the next decade and beyond. The business secretary has set out the UK's first ever hydrogen strategy to drive forward the commitments laid out in the, in the Prime Minister's 10-point plan for a green industrial revolution by selling, setting the foundation for how the UK government will work with industry to meet its ambition for 5 gigawatts of low-carbon hydrogen production capacity by 2030. And this could replace natural gas empowering around 3 million UK homes each year as well as powering transport and businesses, particularly heavy industry. Um, the figures are astonishing. A booming UK-wide hydrogen um, economy could be worth £900 million, creates over 9,000 high-quality jobs by, by the end of the decade. And this potentially could rise to 100,000 jobs and could be worth up to £13 billion by 2050. Yeah, it's great news, isn't it? Sure, it's great news, and it's uh, we hear a lot about hydro. We hear a lot about wind turbines, electric cars, etc. So yeah, it's good that um, it's good that it's in the news. Uh, moving on to the next one, electric vehicle manufacturer WEBC to build two new factories in the UK. That's that's more factories, more EV factories, indeed. Yeah, certainly, certainly been a theme this year with the podcast, Joe. And Cornwall-based firms now plans to build five thousand electric commercial vehicles per annum home brand on behalf of third-party manufacturers at an all-new production facility in the Midlands, all of which will be based on its new EV platform. Um, this platform is called Paces, Passenger and Commercial EV Skateboard, and the architecture allows the niche vehicle industry to meet the considerable challenges of transitioning to an electric future by providing a sophisticated yet cost-effective EV platform essentially off the shelf. Um, the company's gone through a comprehensive development process with, with this platform over the last couple of years, and, it, and it's market-ready. WVC also plans to open a new production facility in Cornwall focus on the low-volume manufacturing of sports cars and passenger EVs. Great news for the industry, great news for Cornwall. Quite. Uh, and the next news story is our good friends at Sandvik Coromant. They're building a new innovation centre at Hales Owen. Yeah, I think, I think um, MTD broke this story with uh, your contacts there at Sandvik um, earlier this week. So work has commenced on a new UK facility in the West Midlands town for the Metal Leader. Um, the Swedish-owned firm has been based in, in Hales, Owen since 
1958. And its historical building is now undergoing a revival, will be demolished and transformed into the new landmark UK headquarters. In addition to housing the company's employees, the facility will act as a hub for manufacturing innovation, customer interactions, forming part of a wider standard government centered global network. And the new facility is due to open next summer. Yeah, it's great news. Anyone that's been near the M5 by Kidderminster there, they'll know the iconic Sandvik building. Um, that's to go, but it's going to be replaced by an even nicer one. So great news. Um, we'll take a short break here, Stuart, because I'd like to introduce this week's special guest. And it is no other than Sarah Duff, UK Country Manager for MRPEZ. Sarah, welcome. Hey, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Stuart. So as always, we'd just like to hear a bit about you, really, your current role to date, uh, your career and your, your responsibilities. Yes, yeah, so I've um, spent uh, 25 years or more, actually, um, in the corporate market. So I've um, sort of run uh, sales teams and on business development, marketing, channel management in a number of uh, corporate IT and uh, telecoms companies. Um, but then about four years ago, um, thought it was time to do um, something different. And uh, we formed uh, the company uh, Smart uh, Quality Services. And um, it's all about making a difference to small businesses, helping them um, improve, um, sort of continual improvement, drive um, operational efficiency. And we've had two sides to that business, uh, Smart Quality, um, which is really about helping companies implement ISO standards um, and get uh, manage their uh, cert- ongoing certification and wider health and safety and uh, and environmental compliance, um, but also smart manufacture, which specifically works with um, small uh, manufacturers um, of all uh, across all different um, industry sectors, um, moving them away from um, spreadsheets, manual based systems to help them streamline and automate their processes through. A range of cloud-based software. And it was really through um, this side of the business that we got involved with um, MRP Easy um, initially as one of their solution partners. So helping those customers who needed sort of additional support in terms of looking at their processes to make sure the correct process mapping is done, and then also to help support their implementation of MRP Easy. So that was our original relationship with MRP Easy. And then back in autumn last year. Um, I got approached by uh, MRPZ to say that they'd looked at their global strategy and decided there were three key markets for them where they saw a significant expansion opportunity. Um, and those markets being the UK, Germany and the US. Um, but they felt it was important to have somebody in each of those markets who knew the market, who obviously clearly has an understanding of MRP Easy, but also had the right contacts and relationships across the market to help them really drive that expansion. Um, so I became um, their uh, country manager in the UK um, in autumn last year. And it's been very much a sort of PR awareness marketing role to really drive wider awareness um, of the MRP Easy software. Fascinating. You know, in terms of the MRP, what, there's, a, there's quite a few uh, MRP systems out there. What, what sets it apart? 
Yeah, I think what sets it apart is really um, the when MRP Easy uh, first formed, which was back in uh, the days of 2000, and they were sort of developing really high performance um, web applications. Then in 2010, they really saw um, a need for there were and there are a lot of ERP and MRP um, applications. Um, a lot of them are quite complex and really targeted at sort of bigger manufacturers and distributors, but they felt there was a real gap in the market for bringing some of that functionality, you know, with at a very more user-friendly perspective and also very importantly for small manufacturers and distributors at a price point that they could justify. So they've really honed in on that particular marketplace, which is really for companies, as I said, small manufacturers, small distributors, really with sort of between about 10 and 200 employees. And MRP Easy, you know, has brought that functionality and in some cases, very comprehensive functionality that you would typically sort of see in bigger package. So most people have come across sort of SAP, um, Business One or Oracle NetSuite or Epicor. Um, but, but obviously, as a, as a small manufacturer or small distributor, often, you know, there's a degree of complexity of using those products. Obviously, it's, you know, they're at a price point, both in terms of license pricing and any consultancy for implementation, which normally has, you know, put those products out of reach for them. But MRP Easy brings that functionality at a price point to that smaller market. Fascinating. And uh, thanks for the overview and some of your background as well, Sarah. So you talked about SMEs, you know, it's a very typical profile, the type of manufacturer MRP works with, MRP easy works with, and also what are they hoping to achieve and, you know, what, what kind of um, metrics are they using to measure the success or otherwise of, of implementing the software? Yeah, so the typical um, sort of profile um, is, as I said, between about 10 and 200 um, employees um, across any sector and any type of manufacturing, whether they're bespoke manufacturers, so making to order, whether they're sort of project-based um, manufacturers sort of assembled to order or engineer to order, or whether they're manufacturing to sort of stock or batch or a, a hybrid, um, in, um, and across any industry sector. So we've worked with um, fencing manufacturers, with cosmetic manufacturers, textile businesses, automotive, aerospace space, uh, you name it, virtually any um, industry sector. So it's not, obviously, the functionality isn't specific to any one uh, industry sector. I suppose the majority of, of, of companies um, are really seeing MRP Easy as the sort of first step for them in moving away from traditional sort of paper-based systems and disparate Excel spreadsheets and really being able to unite all of their core sort of business functions. So from the, you know, the sales, the inventory management, the purchasing, production management and accounts. Um, and I guess a lot of people see MRP Easy and ERP software as that sort of gateway to Industry 4.0. So it's the first step on on that journey. Um, in terms of sort of success, um, a lot of companies are come to us because they really are frustrated by their creaking spreadsheets is a phrase that I hear a lot. They don't have that there's a, there's a big thing that is missing. They don't have that end-to-end -end visibility across of what's going on in their manufacturing business, you know, across their end-to-end -end operation. And so MRP Easy and indeed any ERP system is bringing that 
if you like, that single, you know, single truth to the business in terms of being able to get that visibility, you know, across their across their business. Oh, fantastic. And you, you very kindly sent us a case study prior to the putting the podcast, the, the Connecticut one. Would you mind just explaining that as well as you could to illustrate what you do and what the implementation of your software achieves? Yeah, so I could have picked a, a, a several case studies, but Kinetica is an interesting one from a number of perspectives um, because they are a relatively new company. Um, so they formed back in December 2019. Um, they're a small company with seven employees um, based in Ferndown in Dorset. Um, and they distribute um, tubes, valves, accessories, uh, fluidic accessories, um, but also they um, design and uh, develop and manufacture um, bespoke components. So some of their customers include um, bigger manufacturers of medical devices like life support machines, like um, inflationary beds for patients who have um, bed sores, etc. So um, when they um, set up, um, their products aren't specific to any one industry sector. And when they first uh, set up, they were very much focusing on sort of the automotive and industrial sectors. But then when COVID broke, they realized that they had an opportunity, I think that phrase is to pivot their business, and they decided to focus on the um, medical uh, devices sector. Um, two of the directors had had some previous experience um, with other um, ERP software. So they had the wherewithal to know, you know, the potential value it would bring to the business. And they had very much a um, determined strategy when they set up the business that they wanted to, um, you know, have a paperless, as far as possible, a paperless sort of strategy. They put in a wireless infrastructure in their factory um, and therefore they were, and they were using zero as a um, as their accounting software, um, but really they found that um, when they were trying to start the business with spreadsheets, it just really wasn't working for them. Um, so they analysed um, a number of um, ERP software platforms. One of the key requirements, apart from um, the you know the uh, the cost basis, was apart from integrating with their accounting software, zero was lot traceability, and that is a very very big aspect and requirement um, for customers, whether they're servicing the medical devices, um, automotive, food, um, it, it tends to be when we have conversations, one of the top requirements. So they looked at a range of software, they evaluated and chose MRP Easy. Um, MRP Easy is, as I think I mentioned earlier, a very user-friendly system, and it has been designed specifically for small to medium-sized manufacturers, and therefore, from a perspective of getting used to the software, implementing it um, with quite a, a breadth of collateral that's online, there is the opportunity for those manufacturers that have had, I would say, previous experience of ERP software to be able to implement the software themselves, which uh, the guys at um, Kinetica were able to do um, and quite quickly. So they commenced that um, implementation in April last year. Um, from what it's brought to the business, and I, and I mentioned earlier that end-to-end -end visibility. So when you go into their factory unit, the first thing that you see is a very large screen, um, which has the MRP Easy dashboard on it. And basically that shows them at any point in time, 
all of the outstanding purchase orders, when raw materials are coming in, um, what the status of customer orders is, the status of where jobs are in the manufacturing process. And therefore, they are able to be very, very proactive with their customers. And it, they've had a lot of feedback on that. So whereas, you know, in the case that happens, unfortunately, with some manufacturers that, you know, they only realize that there's a problem when their customer calls them and that they find, gosh, we're two weeks behind schedule because that raw material that we need desperately needed hasn't come in. And therefore, they're always on the back foot with going back and explaining that to customers. What MRP easy allows Connecticut to do is be proactive. So if they see that there is an issue with the raw material coming in, they can use the production schedule and the drag and drop feature to move jobs around. But very importantly, they get that opportunity to set the right expectation with their customers, which, as I said, has been very positively um, highlighted. So MRP Easy is enabling them really, I guess, as a small company to punch above their weight. They've got sort of the systems in place that bigger companies would have. And therefore, that's also helped them with certain sort of bigger projects that they're currently working on um, to be able to sort of position themselves for that type of business. Fantastic. And uh, what, what a great case study. You talked about COVID. You know, with regards to the pandemic, in your opinion, in your experience, has that accelerated digital transformation? What effect has that had on, on industry? Yes. I mean, I think obviously when COVID first broke, um, a lot of manufacturers were sort of inwardly looking and working out what they were going to do with their business. But what I think it's, um, there's been a, a quite a bit of a, I would call it a wake up call to small manufacturers to say, look, you know, we might have been working this way for many years. You know, we've been working with paper-based systems and spreadsheets. We now need to, you know, drive forward, make changes in the business, allow ourselves to, you know, to drive efficiency, be more profitable, um, get into new markets. And the only way we can do that is to have a better sort of control over our operations. I think within the, the small manufacturing community, I would say there is still, and I generalize, there's still very much a, a fear factor of, of, of technology. I think there's a lot of buzzwords going around like industry 4.0, IDTs or industrial digitized technologies. And I think, you know, with the, you know, the average sort of age, certainly of some of the manufacturers that I deal with, they're the same age as myself, but obviously they haven't necessarily had the same sort of background and immersion with technology. Um, there, there is that fear factor that, gosh, this is, you know, going to be too difficult for me to use, you know, and I think people have had, heard stories about bigger you know, ERP implementations that, you know, have taken months and months, you know, cost an arm and an egg as some of the phrases that have been quoted back to me and haven't really delivered for the business in that right way. It has put a lot of manufacturers off. Um, there's also um, the the view that, um, you know, it's not going to go down well with their staff. Um, you know, they're going to have to get used to change. So I think there's a fair bit of weight rise, rising awareness, wider education work that needs to be done. I mean, I think the, to quote one, I think the the Government's Made Smarter um, program is an excellent um, initiative. Um, it obviously got initially piloted in the Northwest. I know it's now expanded to the West Midlands, to the Northeast. Um, hopefully it will roll out wider. I think the guys there are doing a great job um, in terms of sort of raising awareness and bringing expertise to small manufacturers and obviously the match funding that they can offer um, really is helping 
small manufacturers to you know, accelerate um, that journey towards um, digital technology. But I think there's still a lot more work that, that needs to be done in that area. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, the Made Smarter program has been a roaring success. And I'm based in the Northwest and saw it in its infancy. And so please, it's um, going around the UK. Um, final question for me. Um, I believe that you, you are celebrating or about to celebrate a major milestone. Have you got 200 UK companies signed up? We have. Um, so we've just released our, our, our press release. So yes, this week we hit our 200th um, customer uh, sign up, um, which is um, a great achievement. We um, uh, and that is, as I said, across um, all sectors, uh, and that goes with an just over nine hundred customers that we have globally, um, including sort of three hundred um, in the US. Uh, so it is a a big milestone, um, and we've just also had our record month in July in terms of new trialists, and and that is a big big aspect with MRP Easy. Um, any customer is able to get access to a free up to 30-day trial of the software um, to obviously test it out, um, load up bill of materials, really get a flavor of what the software can do to their business. So July was uh, a record achievement. So we're hoping that uh, that will translate into um, a good volume of um, paying customers, uh, obviously, by the end of this month. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely wonderful insight. Are there any common misconceptions you know, with MRP software? Um, I think the one of the areas is, um, and I've highlighted it earlier, is around, gosh, it's all going to be very difficult to use. My staff aren't going to take to it. It's going to be too complex. Um, and I think that is true of a number of um, ERP platforms. But one of the sort of main attributes, and it comes across with all of the customers that I speak to, is um, the simple user interface, the easy to use platform. Um, so it means that sort of the, you know, staff, whatever, you know, aspect of IT literacy they have, they can pick up um, utilizing the software very, very easily. So not all ERP software needs to be complex. Yeah. Just a final one for me, for people wanting to learn more about the software, about you and your company, uh, how do they reach out to you? How do they get more information? Um, so the first uh, stop is the um, mrpeasy.com website. There is an, a wealth of information in terms of, you know, online um, videos. It's a very good starter video that walks you through um, the sort of core functions of the software. And then there's videos on every element of the functionality. There's a number of case studies. Obviously, the Connecticut is one, but there's quite a few others. Um, you can also there get um, access to sign up to the free trial. Um, you can contact myself uh, directly at sarah.duff at mrpeasy.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast, Sarah. It's been an absolute, it's yeah, been lots of information. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's been um, a pleasure joining you today. Stu, an interesting uh, interview, that one. Yeah, fascinating interview. And um, it, it's, um, you know, love the case study and all the very best to Sarah and all the MRPEasy. Yeah, let's jump straight back into news. There's plenty to go on. Um, there's good good news coming from uh, Whitebus at the moment. Yeah, Whitebus is to create up to 300 new jobs after winning a string of orders from the UK and Ireland. The firm, which is leading the world in zero emission passenger transport, will also convert 120 existing temporary jobs into permanent positions as it looks to ramp up in its Ballymena headquarters. Um, it's quite a history with Whitebus. It's brought out of administration find Joe Branford. Um, I believe he's the son of JCB or out uh, of JCB um, manufacturing um, firm in October 2019. 
they, they had just 56 members of staff in October. Now, thanks to an incredible period of growth, um, driven by the development of this world-leading technology, including the creation of the first hydrogen double-decker bus, um, the firm is, is on track to have 930 permanent employers once a new position has been filled. Yeah, a dynamic family. You know, it's, you, you look at the JCB, when you look at JCB and White Bus, you know, good luck to both companies. Um, the next story, funding's been awarded to help accelerate the UK automotive industry towards these net zero carbon emissions. What, what do you know about this one? It's, it's a good story, isn't it? Yeah, certainly, yeah. And certainly we're obviously on social media this week. And um, so there's four projects, one of which is BMW. They've been awarded £26.2 million to develop an to develop an electric car battery that can offer a similar driving range to internal combustion engines as part of the funding program into green automotive technology, which totals um, £91.7 million. The BMW scheme, which will be based at the firm's Optus plant, is one of four projects that will receive government industry funding through the Advanced Propulsion Centre's Collaborative Research and Development Competition. Don't they need a new name for that competition? Uh, Combined, the projects are expected to save 32 million tonnes of carbon emissions and more than 2,700 jobs across the UK. Yeah, fantastic. Um, next one, Village Bakery opens a new facility in Wrexham. Yeah, it's a great story, this. Um, the, the, the original complex was um, destroyed by fire a couple of years ago, and it just shows the, the user football balance, bounce-back ability of manufacturing. Um, the new super bakery in, in Wrexham is up and running less than two years after the fires, as I said. Um, it started rolling off the production line uh, at the 140,000 square foot plant, which is four times the size of the one in place. The bakery features a 120 metre long state of the art manufacturing line, which can make 36,000 bread rolls an hour, plenty for breakfast, Joe, as well as housing the company's main offices. The new complex also includes a baking academy, a kitchen. Um, and both twice the size of the previous ones. Um, the firm is in the process of recruiting 115 new staff to meet demand for the product. Yeah, just incredible. They've had some uh, good news of late Wrexham and <clears throat> with the football club takeover and things. But this um, this next story, guest um, the launch of recruitment drive in the Durham-based factory. I must admit, I haven't come across this one, me being off the uh, airwaves, if you like, this week on holiday. So what can you tell us about this? I know a lot about guest stamp, great company, but it looks like they're recruiting. This broke um, late last night, and um, so we've got a few details, not too many. Uh, Spanish-owned automotive components manufacturers announced plans to create 130 jobs at Newton Aycliffe Factory, where it already employs more than a thousand people. And this is after securing new long-term contracts with JLR, BMW, and Nissan. Many of the components of these contracts will be exported across Europe, and the Madrid headquarters firm has invested significantly in equipment and training to accommodate these new products. So. More good news to the automotive industry and great news to the Northeast. Thanks, Stu. We'll leave it there. That's all we've got time for this week. There's plenty more news available on the MTD MFG app. Download it if you don't have it. Obviously, the MTD MFG website. A big thank you to Sarah Duff, today's guest. Thank you to you, Stuart. But as always, the biggest thank you goes to you at home for listening. We'll see you next week. The Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.